This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast where we are all smiling today because Tottenham Hotspur have, of course, just beaten Chelsea at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium 2-0. Goals from Oliver Skip and Harry Kane give Tottenham Hotspur the three points. We are still currently fourth in the Premier League. It's been a good day. It's been a good week. I've got three very special guests to talk about today's game with me. We've got Holly back uh, with us. Holly from the BBC. Holly, how are you? Great, and absolutely not hungover. So if anyone ever tells you that I'm hungover, they're lying, because I'm absolutely 100% not. <laughs> well, I think we all deserve a drink or two after that, Holly, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Always um, good to chat about a win, and um, yeah, we're in a really good position at the moment, it seems. We've also got returning guest Ollie Gamp back with us, of course, sports writer with the Daily Mail. Ollie, how are you? Yeah, always good talking to you, Chris, after a win. Um, very happy, um, happy with the performance. And yeah, it's it's a rarity this season that we get a big win like that. But yeah, it's good. It's it's a very it's a very good day. So it feels so good again to be back on talking about another win. Of course, we beat West Ham last week, Chelsea today. We've got Craig back with us. Craig, how are you? I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant win. But, you know, it, it does annoy me a bit that, you know, we can we can put in performances like this against mid-table lesser teams, but we can't compete with the big six. So what, when we can start, you know, performing against the big clubs, then I'll be a bit happier. But, yeah, it's still a good win today, definitely. Love it, Craig. Love, love beating mid-table teams like Chelsea. Um, yeah. Craig, let's start the show with you. Give me your thoughts on today's game because... You know, my personal opinion, I thought there were a lot of standout performances today. I think that every Spurs fan, uh, you know, was fantastic. Every Spurs player was fantastic today. And, you know, big shout out to Christian Stellini. He's been in charge without Antonio Conte for four games. We have won all four. 
Yeah, yeah, and and he uh, he's I think he's got a hundred percent record in total, hasn't he? When he when he subs for him since when he was at Inter, so I mean he's got some. In obviously, you know, if it was one or two, you'd think okay, fair enough, you know. But stats don't lie, do they? So he's 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 done really well, you have to say. And perhaps perhaps you, like we discussed on the last show, perhaps the players are, are not as nervous when he's in the um, in the dugout to make to make mistakes as they are perhaps when Conte's there, but. You know, it, just a fantastic, fantastic win, fantastic performance. Um, the whole team played well again, which was great. You know, not one player uh, had a poor game. I think Skippy got man of the match, which I fully agree with. I thought he was absolutely dominant in the midfield, you know, uh, getting a run of games and, and look what it does. Emerson again was fantastic. Um, all, all of them, all of them. I, there's not one player out there today that, that had, a, had a poor game, but, um, you know, Take nothing away from Tottenham, but Chelsea were poor. I thought, you know, no cutting edge. It's not the Chelsea we played before, but hey, look, we'll take the win. It's it's uh, four points off Chelsea for the first time. I don't know how many years they did say on the telly, but it's four points. You know, a draw and a win. That's that's unbelievable. If that isn't a turnaround, I don't know what is against Chelsea anyway. And uh, long may it continue. Holly, let's come to you. Let's get your thoughts on today's game. Um, yeah, it was. Oh, wait, Holly, 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 this is going to be a problem. <laughs> Sorry. We'll, we'll go in the order of Craig, Holly, and then Ollie, if that's all right. Craig, Holly, Ollie, you go for it. Go on. Take it away, Holly. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously, great, great game. Um, amazing to win um, after we obviously drew against them last time. It sort of felt like we had a bit of unfinished business there. So it was nice um, to sort of put that to rest today. Um, and all I can say is, you know, I remember when we got Conte, you know, some colleagues of mine were saying, oh, you know, what if we end up with Potter? And I remember saying, let's not push the Potter button. Let's not do that. And lo and behold, he's he's probably having a very bad day um, today. Um, and, you know, it, it's good that, you know, our second uh, in command, Stellini, um, is just absolutely smashing it. So, um yeah, really great. Great to see um, Skip get his first goal. Um, you can just see what it meant for him. Um, I think he was surprised himself when he actually saw it go in. But, you know, um, just chuffed a bits for him, really. Nice to do it at home in front of a home crowd. Ollie, let's come to you. Let's get your thoughts on today's game. Because, you know, beating Chelsea, it means a lot to us, doesn't it? Yeah, it means a hell of a lot. And, you know, a lot of these games we folded. We see a lot of the time Chelsea, they're the ones that turn up and we don't. So it's yeah, it's a rare it's a rare thing to see us beat Chelsea because we have a terrible record. Um, but yeah, everybody stepped up. You know, you could see Kane driving from midfield as he always used to do in the past. Ollie Skip definitely man of the match for me. Incredible. You know, I, I always say if we had eleven Ollie Skips, we'd probably be all right um, because you know he, what he lacks in technical ability, he really does. Um, yeah, that's, that's great, Polly. Um, what, what he what he lacks in technical ability, he really makes up for with his determination and his grit, and just never gives up. He's just incredible. Um, but no, to be to be fair, I was thinking, you know, I'd be really worried if we didn't beat the Chelsea side because they are just a team of individuals that have just been put together. And yeah, I was kind of expecting us to win because they are in a really really bad way. Um, but you know, credit to the team for stepping up when it mattered. You know, there's a lot of times where we've just kind of folded and. Yeah, it was nice to see. It was nice to see us deliver the goods today. Ollie, what do you make of the job that Christian Stellini has done uh, whilst Antonio Conte has been missing? 
you know what? I feel really bad for saying this. I keep saying to my friends, like, I know that obviously Conte's had surgery, but you almost want to give it, give it Stellini to the end of the season um, because the players just seem to respond to him. I, I don't know what's going on. I mean, what, what, Craig, was it you that said that they're maybe scared of Conte? I mean, yeah, yeah. maybe. It's, it's like, you know, when the teacher goes out and then the substitute teacher comes in and everybody mucks about and has a laugh, like, maybe it's like that. I don't know. Um, which is obviously a terrible thing to say because the guy's just had surgery. But you almost like, you almost don't want him to come back, which sounds horrible. Um, but yeah, that the players, I mean, you know, you'd hope that Stellini is just following the, the playbook from Conte, the Conte playbook, and that he's not doing anything different and that, you know, Conte will come in and we'll be fine again. But then he comes back and we lose 4-1 to Leicester. So what does that say? I don't know. Um, so yeah, I, th I think Stellini, yeah, he deserves a lot of credit. He's obviously setting up the team well. They're kind of just going back to basics, just giving everyone the freedom. Um, but yeah, um, hopefully Conte can come back and the same message is delivered again. Craig, we went with uh, an unchanged side, um, the side that beat West Ham last week. Um, of course, the team lineup today, Forster in goal, the back three of Romero, Dyer and Lengley, uh, the wing-backs Emerson and Davis, in midfield Hoybier and Skip, the front three of Kulisewski, Kane and Richarlison. Subs today, Austin, Tanganga, Sanchez, Poro, Saar, Perisic, Danjuma, Lucas and Hunmin Son. Um, were you surprised... Um, that Hunmin Son won in the starting eleven today, and were you surprised that they went with the same team? Um, no, no, actually. I, I, to be honest, I thought we'd start the same team. I think it's fair that Richarlison gets a run of games. I mean, you, you you can't fully see what a player can do just through one game and then being pulled off. So, uh, for me, um, it was the right decision to go with the same eleven. Um, you know, Sonny come on only with 10 minutes. But to be honest, <clears throat> you could have just given him a rest for the rest of the uh, rest of the week. And then uh, we got a game midweek, haven't we? So and then perhaps start in, in that. But I think it was the right decision. Um, just a quick message for Gary, if he's watching. Uh, swap, swap a few messages with Gary. Gary was convinced we was going to lose today. So I think he's eating a lot of humble pie stuffed with pick and mix. Uh, because we did win, but uh, got, got some nice messages from Gary at the end, so he's obviously very excited. I think he said he ran out into the street and started screaming. I just, just hope he wasn't naked at the time, so <laughs> he probably was, knowing Gary. But anyway, yeah, right decision, right decision to pick the same team. Well, Craig, as I said to you off air, and I'll say it on air as well, the, the guy in front of me was uh, actually shouting, come on, Pele, every single time Emerson Royale got the ball today. He, he had another good performance today. <laughs> um, he certainly did. Holly, let's come to you on the starting eleven. Were you surprised that um, Conte and Stellini went with the same eleven as last week? Just double checking, you're talking to me, Chris, before I speak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Um, yeah, and you know what? The first thing I want to say is, um, you know, we were talking about eating, eating humble pie, and I'm about to do the same here because uh, there was a lot of slander on my part towards Emerson the last time I appeared on the show. Now, listen, when I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. When I've said bad things about someone that I regret, I'll apologise. Emerson, if you're listening, darling, I'm very sorry, OK? Turns out you're a shining star and I love you very much. I was so horribly wrong. And <laughs> that is what I have to say about that. Um, but I always love it when I see Richarlison um, in the starting lineup. Um Sometimes I just I don't think he gets enough time out there. So yeah, it was great to see him. Um, yeah, basically there from from the start. So 
um hopefully that continues you know um i absolutely adore sod pieces but um you know sometimes when he comes on as a, as a sub like he just performs unreal like amazing um when sometimes maybe games prior to that he's been sort of under the radar so maybe um it's what he needs at the moment holly how does our new signing pedro poro i know he came on as a sub late on in the game but how on earth does he get into the team with emerson royale putting in performances like he has been I bet you never thought you'd ever say a sentence like that before, Chris. Like, yeah, it's, it's so true. Like, and I was just thinking when Holly was saying that about Emerson, I was like, how did we get to this? And we all hated Emerson. And now it's impossible to hate him because he's producing every week. And I just think that the transfer chiefs at Spurs must be so annoyed that they just spent 40 million on a right back who has a horror show first game. And now Emerson's like playing well again. It's like, where was this before? Um, yeah, I don't know. He's just going to have to, it reminds me of when, Larice came to Spurs and Friedel was turning in world-class performances every week and you couldn't you couldn't drop Brad Friedel because he was just too good and I think this is the same with Emerson so we're gonna he's just gonna have to sit tight on that bench I think um I think that there will come a time for Porro hopefully he's not another misfire signing um but yeah Royale is just he's just doing the business but like what you know you, you have to question was, was, did it, was it really we just needed a stronger option on the bench for you to click into gear? It's bizarre. Um, but yeah, he's fantastic at the moment. Love loved that performance from him today. Ollie, obviously, Richarlison was given another opportunity today um, in the starting 11. What did you think his, of his performance today? I actually thought he did really well. I agree with the other guys. I think he was kept in the team because we want to build his confidence up a bit, um, get him scoring. Um, it's mad he hasn't scored yet in the Premier League. We spent £60 million on a guy he hasn't scored. Um, but yeah, I think for the game against Chelsea, you need players like Richarlison who deliver aggression and kind of get under players' skin. That's what we need. That's what we need from a player like Richarlison. So I, that's, I think that's why he was brought into the team for this game. I was surprised that Sun didn't play. Um, but yeah, it was it was what we needed to rather the Chelsea players up. Great. Ben Davis started the game today. It was his 300th Spurs appearance. Um, what did you make of his performance today and how would you describe his time at Spurs? 300 appearances for the club. Well, first of all, what a great servant to the club. Um, I might be in the minority, but I've always thought Ben Davis was good for the for the squad. I wouldn't say he's always first choice, but I've always thought that he's a pretty steady player and I thought he had another good game again today. Um, I think he's an underrated player, if I'm honest. Look, he's, he's not one of your top centre-backs in the world or even wing-backs in the world, but what you do get from Ben Davis is commitment and um, a good honest performance every time he goes out there. I've very rarely seen Ben Davis have absolute shockers. You know, he's, he's generally pretty good and he just played a, he played a good, solid game again today. Um, fully deserved to keep his place left, left wing-back and I think, I think um, we'll probably get a rest in, in the midweek game. Um, along with a few others, but uh, you know, it's still an important game. Um, obviously, we want to we want to win a trophy. You know, well, we fourteen minutes in, and I've mentioned the word trophy, so I do apologise. But um, yeah, no, good good performance from Ben Davis, as 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 it is the the whole uh, whole, whole team there. And just going back to Emerson, I've never had a bad word to say about him. I've seen his talent from from day one, Emerson. You know, I've never ever slagged him off on this channel. Um, I thought he was a fantastic right back. So, uh, <laughs> no, no, in all honesty, every week, it was, every week, perhaps it was, 
getting somebody else in. Perhaps he thought, well, you know, my position's under threat. But at the moment, you have to say, would you be happy to go with those two next season? And what must Jed Spence be thinking? You know, is he, is he thinking, am I going to get into this team? You know, are they going to get rid of Emerson in the summer? I mean, who who knows? It's going to be very interesting. But hey, team's more important than any one player. And if we've got good competition, two good players for every position, you're halfway there already. Holly, who are you really impressed with today? Because I feel like I could probably name half the team who had an outstanding game today. What do you put that down to? I think, honestly, I think I put it down to um, Cellini. Um, I think everything that you said just now um, about him was pretty much spot on. I think um, whatever whatever he is doing, even if it's just his influence, and like you say, he might not have changed much um, still playing by Conte's rules, but I think maybe just his presence um, and he might have a better camaraderie with the team. I mean, I see, um, I think Antonio Conte is terrifying. I think he is absolutely terrifying. Like, I wouldn't want to be in that guy's bad books. No way. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know if, um, yeah, if, if that has made a difference, but um I just think, like, as you say, Chris, so many stood out today. Um, and I think, I think, but for me, I think it's got to be um, Skip and Richarlison. Holly, let's stay with you for a second. I, I just want to talk about Antonio Conte because, of course, um, it's likely that he's going to return for the Sheffield United game midweek in the FA Cup that we'll come to later on in the show. Um, don't you feel that like it's a little bit disrespectful towards Conte with so many fans saying, yeah, but Stellini now, we've won four out of four. We don't want Conte back. Surely Conte has had a, a big influence in all of these four games that Stellini's been in charge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can see him, even from his bed, being the biggest micromanager. I can just imagine him um, constantly um, going back and forth with him. So I think let's let's not forget that he is still the, you know, the puppet master here, if you like. Um and I think a lot of people love to um, give Conte grief. You know, um, every time we have a bad game, it's like get Conte out, get get him out, get him out straight away. But let's but let's not forget all of the positives um, and how how far I think we have come um, under under his leadership. So. Um, I think maybe let's give the guy a break and let's see if um, when he comes back, if our winning streak continues and then in which case there'll be more humble pie uh, given to a lot of other, other people who have uh, been mean about him while he's uh, been away. So um, I, I, I'd be happy to see him back. But um, yeah, let's hope the let's hope the wins continue. Greg, I want to come back to your point as well. We will be talking about trophies. It is now 15 years and two days since we last lifted a trophy. And yes, I am counting the days. Um, Ollie, let's come to you. Um, Fraser Forster. Talk to me about Fraser Forster. I, I believe that he had a great game today. Yeah, he did. What is it? Two two clean sheets in a row now? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's done really well. And I think um, you know we were all a bit worried when, when Hugo was out and we were thinking eight weeks with Forster. He looked a bit, you know, aging. He looked, um, you know, has he still got it? I think he went to Celtic. Obviously, it's a massive step up. He's in the Champions League. Um, lots of big games coming up. But I think I think he's done really well. There was one where he made a really, really good save. Um, and I was just like, yeah, safe, safe pair of hands. I think um, we've got a really good 
uh, group of goalkeepers and and yeah, his experience is really valuable for the team. I think he's he's just the kind of keeper we need to step up when a player like Hugo goes missing. Ollie, let's take a comment here from Al. Um, he says, um, could Conte be the reason we haven't done better, where the players are more nervous about pleasing the manager than just going out and playing football? Do you feel that the, the team is different when Conte hasn't been here? Well, f- firstly, I wasn't suggesting that we should give it Stellini to the end of the season. Um, I, that, that was a joke. Um, but no, I, I think if a, if a manager commands respect, that is a good thing. And it should never be... It should never be that the manager's too scary to manage the team and that the team are scared to play because Conte's so scary. Discipline's a good thing, isn't it? So, you know, if our manager has good discipline, the the players should respond to it and we should all be well-organised and we should be afraid of making mistakes. Therefore, we don't make mistakes. So it shouldn't be a problem. Um, If Conte comes back and we lose every game the rest of the season, we've got an issue. But I don't think it will be that case. I think the Leicester game, maybe there was a lack of preparation. Maybe Conte wasn't quite with it because he was still recovering, came back too early, and maybe the message didn't get across for whatever reason. Um, but no, I don't. I, I think Conte Conte should come back, and I think I think I agree with what Holly said. You know, Holly said that he probably had a lot of input from his hospital bed, and I'm sure that's true. Um, I'm sure he had a lot to do with the win today. So yeah, let's let's give credit to Conte because he's just all um, all Stellini is is a, is a messenger. He'll just be relaying the message from Conte. So let's give him, let's give Conte the credit he deserves. Craig, let's come to you. It looks like um, Benton Kerr is going to be out until at least November um, later on this year. Um, we were all worried about his injury and who was going to partner Pierre Hoybier. All of us skipped today. Absolutely sensational. Yeah, he was. He was. And, you know, let's not forget before he got injured last season, we was all quite worried. You know, when he did get injured because we thought, you know, he was having such a good run of games. So we shouldn't be surprised that, that we, you know, we know what this lad can do. And now he's had a few games under his belt. He's, he was just everywhere today. Sticking in tackles, obviously scored a fantastic goal. High energy. It's just what you need in there. And he does get forward as well. So, you know, different, slightly different player to Bentoncourt. Perhaps Bentoncourt is a bit more technical, but what a good stand-in, if you like. And, you know, he's, he's a Tottenham lad. Um, loves the club and and just gave his all today and he's, he's just put in a string of good performances and you can't ask for more than that and I think the midfield's in safe hands you know there's two big games three big games he's played in now and he's been fantastic so I don't think we need to worry in that department and of course you've got Saar as well to, to come in and, and share the load there so those three as long as they remain fit I don't, I don't think it's too much to worry about Polly, were you surprised on how poor Chelsea were today, particularly when they've spent the amount of money that they have? I just love it. I just absolutely love it because I know, you know, there's, we, we have um, so many rivalries with so many um, London clubs, but I don't know, there's something for me about Chelsea that, that just, I don't know, there's that extra I element. Agree. I don't know if it's yeah, my, 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 my cousin's a Chelsea fan and I feel like this gives me like bragging rights, you know, for a good while now. Um, and I remember I watched the first game of the season, you know, where we drew against Chelsea and I, I watched that with a, with a Chelsea fan at the time. And, um, you know, he was afterwards giving it the big one. Oh, look, all these Spurs fans celebrating a draw just because you can't beat us. You think it's a massive win drawing against us. Well, now I'm like, 
what are you gonna what was that <laughs> what was that sorry <laughs> so um i just I, I do i do just love it for the bragging rights and you know we talk about the the 15 year anniversary god what a game I, I remember that with my dad and um yeah i just you know it so it feels right to to beat him again <laughs> holly let's stay with you our rights here when, when you're afraid of making mistakes you do make mistakes even when the defense looks solid and more assured um the likes of eric dyer etc now, Eric Dyer, of course, uh, last week against West Ham made his 350th appearance in a Spurs shirt. Um, do you think Eric Dyer is looking more solid as a Spurs player at the moment? Um, I, I'm not so sure. I'm not Eric Dyer's biggest fan. I, I can't lie to you, Chris. Um, he's just been so disappointing to me so many times. Um. I, I always remain optimistic, but I'm not going to jump the gun here and say that um, I think he's, you know, that he's transformed. I don't, I just, even if he has, it might be a fleeting moment and then I'm sure next week he'll disappoint me again. <laughs> That's what I'll say. You guys might disagree, but um, yeah, I'm not his biggest fan. Ollie, let's come to you. Chelsea had um, a couple of chances in the opening few minutes. After two minutes, Felix had a shot uh, from outside the box, went wide. Uh, moments are, moments before, they were calling for a penalty. Um, seven minutes gone, um, across from the left, Felix couldn't quite get on the end of it. After 18 minutes, Felix shot on target straight at Fraser Forster. What were you thinking at that time? Because Stellini, certainly in the last couple of weeks, has, has said that it's about starting games. Um, in the right way. The first seconds, the first minutes about starting games. We've spoke on this channel um, pretty much all season about, uh, you know, Spurs starting poorly in games. What is it about us starting games, you know, on the front foot and, 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 and in the right way? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. I think this season there's been such uh, that's been such a problem all season long, not starting games well. But in the last in the last few games, you can kind of see us maybe inviting the pressure a little bit. And then as we go on, we improve. I think Chelsea, when that, when that happened at the start of the game, when Chelsea were getting all those chances, you were thinking, well, here we go again. And I was like, they're going to score first and then maybe it'll be a one-one draw. As the pessimist, you know I am, Chris. Um, and then we grew, we just grew into the game and um, it just it just got really, it got really good for us. But I was thinking, this Chelsea team, they've just had 600 million spent on them. They are a team of individuals. They... You know, Todd Bowley's playing football manager and ultimate team. This is not a team that's going to take control of a, of a London derby like this. So I was kind of, as, as the game went on, I, even before Skippy scored, I was kind of confident that, you know, we'd at least get a draw out of it. I didn't really, you know, Chelsea had been in such a bad way under Potter. I really, really didn't see them threatening us really. You know, once we got past that first little scare, we just took control. But, you know, the fact that, I think it said it all that Skip and Kane scored for us, two homegrown Spurs boys. And then and meanwhile, Chelsea have got all these superstars who don't know each other. And I think that was the key today. The unity, you know, the fact, you know, we've got a lot of critics of Spurs at Spurs with Levy and the way we do things and our signings. We are a well-run club. I think we can all admit that we're a well-run club. We do, we do things sensibly. And today, you know, we've got a really good team out there that all stepped up and they all know each other. They're all in, perfect harmony at least today um and that it was that kind of harmony that won us the game Greg let's come to you after 20 minutes uh Spurs well we had our first chance Harry came with a shot from 20 yards went just wide 
uh, after 27 minutes, a good move from Tottenham resulting in Piet Mihoibier, uh, his shot um, coming off the post. Very unlucky. Good good chance from Hoybier, deflected onto the post. Yeah, it, it was. I was surprised the referee didn't draw, uh, bring the game back to give the free kick against Richarlison, actually, because it was a foul. Uh, in fact, that's what we thought was going on, but he we, just gave the corner. So, uh, not, not the best performance by the referee, and I'm sure we'll come on to the red card that wasn't um, in a little while as well. But, yeah, we started to grow into the game then. Um, I personally, I, I you, you know me, I, I like us to start on the front foot and go out early, but you could almost see us feeling Chelsea out in the first five or ten minutes. You could see we was physically letting them have it near the halfway line and nobody was really going to press and people were just standing, sitting back in their positions they've been told to. And I think that we were very comfortable. I think the players realised quite soon on that we was more or less quite comfortable with Chelsea. They would have seen that they don't carry the attacking threat they have done in the past, like with a drug bar or, or a hassle bank or something like that. And they didn't really threaten us. I think 500 million gets you two shots on target in a game against Tottenham, a team where you've historically done very, very well. So they are in disarray. They're all over the place. And to me, I wasn't that, a bit like Ollie, I, was a, I wasn't that worried. It was a, probably the most or the least worried I've been playing the Chelsea team, especially as we got to the second half and we got that goal. I just couldn't see us losing. I actually couldn't see him coming back into the game. Um, it, it was it was a weird, it is a weird Chelsea team at the moment. You have to say that, but you know, you can only beat what's in front of you as the old saying goes. And, and, and we did, and we did it well. I really thought the game plan worked well today because like I say, you could see us feeling, feeling them out in that first half. And, you know, if that, that ball had spun in from Hoybier, we'd have even have a first half, rare first half goal to talk about. So it, it was really good to see us growing into the game, though, Chris. I have to say, coming back to it, I would like us to start fast, but today I think it was a more of a tactical battle, seeing how they played, and then, then, then we knew what we had to do. So I was re- really pleased with the whole performance today. Craig, what did you make of uh, Richarlison's performance today? Because he's still yet to score in the Premier League for Spurs. Does that worry you? Um, not really. As long as we're winning games, I, th- I think it will come. I think it will come. He was out injured, obviously, just before the World Cup. Didn't re- hasn't really had a massive run of games. Hasn't really had a, a big chance. And hopefully now they'll stick with him. I hope he plays him Wednesday um, in the Cup. Um, he will get goals. It's just a matter of time. He's playing slightly different position than what he's been used to, so still learning that. Um, you could see he was frustrated when he came off today, and I don't think it was the fact he was being subbed because it was only like five minutes to go. It was the fact that he didn't score, which is what you want to see from your strikers. You want your strikers to be disappointed when they don't when they don't notch a goal. So um, I'm not that concerned. Uh, he will come good. I know he's a good player. We've seen what he can do in the World Cup, so it's just a case. Uh, uh, we've just got to stick with him and believe in him. And uh, when he gets one, I'm sure they'll, you know, like buses, it'll come along at once. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Holly, let's come to you a couple of minutes before half-time in the 43rd minute. Um, Chelsea had a chance. Raheem Sterling with a shot. Great save from Fraser Forster. What have you made of Forster's appearances so far? Because, of course, we're without club captain and goalkeeper Hugo Lloris injured at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I can't complain. Um, you know, um, great performance from him today. And also, you know, last week, I, I went to the game last week. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think, you know, there was a, a sense that, you know, he has big shoes to fill. But I think he has really proved himself. And, like, the the results don't lie on that front. Um, and, yeah, so it, it's not it's not a concern for me really anymore. Um I think I think it's given people a lot more faith in him um, to be able to step up to the mark and um, you know I want I wonder what Hugo Lloris thinks about his replacement you know like I, it does make me wonder what he must think because it must be um, you know really strange to see someone in in your place and then also doing really really well <laughs> so yeah, I'd be a bit like oh <laughs> oops. <laughs> In uh, in stoppage time, and I want to get all of your opinions on this, um, Ziyech was shown the red card by Stuart Atwell, the referee. Then he changed his mind after going over to the monitor, then uh, took the red card away, gave him a yellow instead. Um, Holly, let's start with you first on this VAR incident. What did you make of that whole incident? Because why on earth is a referee given a red card, then taking it back and then giving a yellow before looking at the monitor first? I didn't understand it. It just seemed like an absolute shambles to me. Yeah, completely agree. It was like a complete waste of everyone's time. It made him look silly. It showed like a, a complete um, lack of direction. I think he was panicking. Um, but I just read in the comments just now, actually, um, I can't remember who said it, so, um, but someone said, I'm glad that the red card was... Um, you know, swapped for yellow because otherwise Chelsea would be saying they lost because they went down to 10 men. And <laughs> that's so true. That would be the one thing that, that they would have held on to. So, um, so yeah, I think that's the positive that we can take away from it. But yeah, I mean, really poor from the, um, from the ref. Um, and yeah, I've, I've never seen anything like that before. Holly, what did you make of it? If you saw my tweet, Chris, you'll know I'm very not happy with it. Um, Holly, I know you've seen my tweet. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's farcical. I mean, let, let's talk about the incident as a as a whole. The guy has slapped. He slapped him. He slapped Emerson. Oh, no, who did he slap? Is he Emerson. It was Emerson. Emerson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emerson comes in to clear the danger to get you know get him away. Bumps into him. He's there's malicious intent. He's reached out to slap yeah. the guy. That is a red card, just straight up red card. For them to give the red card, what you're given a red card, and then you're looking at the, then you're looking at the monitor, you've just lost it. So Stuart Atwell, yeah, as as Holly said, he's just panicked, and I don't know, maybe he's given he's given in to the the players all complaining, but I just don't. I mean, the the commentators were saying, yeah, right decision. And I was just like, what? Like we, we've seen red cards for less. Do you remember when Son, same fixture? sort of stuck his boot out while he was on the floor and he gets a red for that. 
he's actually reached out to slap someone and you're giving him a yellow card. It was a red. But as, as Holly said, if, if he had got sent off, that would have been their fullback. So justice served up on a plate. Holly, what do you make overall with VAR? Are you a fan of it? Because there just seems to be mistake after mistake after mistake, week after week. I'm a fan of VAR if VAR is used properly. Um, and at the moment, it's not used properly. I think it has to be... We've got to just put some modifications into it. I think there's got to be a time limit on decisions. I'm not a fan of this. You know, the ball's gone. We go back up the other end and then we're discussing a, a decision that happened three minutes ago. There's got to be a time limit. There's got to be... At, at the end of the day, VAR is just somebody's opinion. And I think that is the problem. There's not enough. What is a handball? What is a red card? The rules need hardening up. And VAR will always be subjective. It will always be contentious because we don't have hard enough rules. They've got to be hard and fast. What is an offside? What is a red card? What is anything? We don't know. Um, I think the at the World Cup, they were quite good with it. You know, things didn't really go on too long. They were very swift. Um, but yeah, we the problem is everybody, like if you go to the Champions League, they'll do it differently. And if you go to the Premier League, they've got a different take on VAR. Um, so everybody's got to follow the same. Everyone's going to be seen from the same hymn sheet. Um, so I'm a fan of it in general. I like, I'm a fan of the concept. I'm not a fan of the execution. Let's say that. Ollie, I would like to also ask you, um, because a couple of weeks ago, Lee Mason, um, he's now not allowed to referee or he won't be refereeing any Premier League games anymore. Yeah. Um, what needs to happen to referees when bad decisions are made? Um, if I make a mistake when I'm writing a story, I get I get punished. And if Lee Mason makes a mistake managing a Premier League game, he should be punished. I don't think he should be banned because we can all make mistakes. Um, but it's a very high-profile business. And if you make a mistake, especially when you're not drawing the correct offside lines, you need to get in the sin bin and ban for a few games. You know, give him a give him a chance. I mean, Lee Mason is a very experienced referee. Give him a chance to come back. Because same with the um, John someone. What's his name? Do you know? Any, any of you guys know? There was, there was another guy who made a mistake. I can't remember what his name was now. John something. Uh, but no, everyone should be allowed a chance to make a mistake and come back. If you're making a mistake every week, then see you later. But yeah, I think we need referees with more education. They all need to decide what, I mean, you know, drawing drawing the offside lines incorrectly, there's no excuse for that. I don't know what happened there. Um, but yeah, there just needs to be, uh, all the referees need to get together and sort their stuff out because, yeah, it's been a bit rubbish this season. I'll tell you what, for me personally, I would love to see um, a referee and perhaps a linesman sometimes of actually having a press conference after a game like the managers yeah. do. Um, yeah, I'd love to see that happen one day. Um Craig, let's come to you on the same point. What did you make of that whole incident before half-time? The red card, then the yellow card? Oh, it was just a bit farcical, to be honest. And just leading on from what you said there, Chris, I'd love for the refs and... Um, well, they are mic'd up, but for the crowd to hear like you can in, in other sports, I thought that would be really good. That would be re really useful, especially to fans in the stadium, because when you're sitting watching at home, you do tend to get a little bit more information. But it, the whole incident was farcical because the tackle was a yellow card. Let's, let's get that right. That was a yellow card. And then he should have received another yellow card for the for the push because he's raised his hands. You could say raising your hands. I always I thought that was a red card anyway. Straight red, you can't raise your hands. And his hands were raised. They hit his shoulder. All right, it might have slipped and hit him in the face. It's still a red card. You know, you, you could argue that he's a red card. Um, 
but they should have been two yellows, so they should have been off anyway. But then to give him the red, then go and look at the monitor. What what are the VAR officials in in uh, in uh, is it Bleckley Park or wherever it is they are? What are they doing? Why aren't they saying the referee that's a red card? Why is he giving the red card and then go and look at the monitor and having the player stand on the pitch till he makes his final decision? It's an absolute farce. And Holly was right; he just makes himself look like an idiot. Um, and I think he lost control at that point. Players didn't know what was going on. Even the guy who got sent off didn't know what was going on. It's, it's just ridiculous. But, you know, as as uh, Ollie said, they've got to get it right. I'm a fan of VAR. I think the technology can work, but they've, they've, got, they've still got uh, strides to make to... Uh, to make it a bit more streamlined, I think they're bringing in the semi, semi-autonomous offside like they use in the World Cup uh, for next season. Why they can't bring it in this season, I don't know, because it'll be the same for everyone, but hey-ho. Hey um, there's still things they've got to get right, and that one of them today again proved that, as, as Ollie said as well, you know, people aren't doing their jobs properly. You know, get paid a fair bit of money to do this, and uh, you, you still can't get it right. So there's still steps to be made on this. Holly, let's come to you. So the start of the second half and what a start it was. I think it was 16 seconds in. Most fans weren't even in their seats uh, and, and they didn't even see Oliver Skip's goal, uh, putting us 1-0 up. Um, Emerson shot, Kepa saved, then it was cleared. It went straight to Oliver Skip. What a strike from him. Absolutely. I bet the fans that were just finishing that last bit of the halftime pints wish they'd just left it because how fuming would you be? You know, I've been there where I've like nipped to the loo. In fact, when I used to go watch um, Plymouth Argyle games regularly, you know, when I was at home, because I lived next to the ground, people used to take the mick out of me. They say that they would be like, oh, do you need to go to the loo yet? Because every time I went, somebody scored and there is nothing worse than hearing the, the stadium erupt and you miss out on it. There's nothing worse. But then, I mean, you're happy to be there. You're happy, like, you're happy that it's happened. But, um, yeah, and his first goal, um, as I said earlier on, you know, you could see how much it meant to him. Like, it, you know, I think even if, you know, people missed it, if they watched it back, I'm sure that, you know, they'd get that warm, fuzzy feeling because, um, yeah, he, you could see he was absolutely over the moon. And, um, yeah, it, I think it was nice for the fans that were back in their seats um, to have that celebratory moment with him because I'm sure he'll never, ever forget it. And, you know, being a Tottenham boy himself, um, God, I, you know, I hope he's celebrating today. Bless him. I really hope he is. Holly, let's stay with you on Oliver Skip because um, what an opportunity is for him. And he's certainly grabbing the opportunity at the moment because with someone like Benton Kerr out the team, you know, most players wouldn't really get this opportunity, would they? Without without one of the key players, Benton Kerr or, and Hoybier, being out of the team by being injured. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, when you know, when I saw the news about his injury, absolutely gutted. You know, we we say, don't we? You know, he's the reason. Like all of the that. Um, I, I just was. I was really concerned and really worried about it. But um, it's nice to see. You know, I think I think as well, as as a, a player who is replacing someone, you know, like Ben Tanker, you must, you know, there must be a sense of like, you know, nervousness to to step in, into those shoes, as we mentioned earlier on with them, uh, in terms of goalkeepers. But I think he's just like grabbed the opportunity with both with both hands, and he's 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 proven that he can do it and that he um, he can do it well. And um, you know, it, it, I've just got 
I haven't got enough good things to say about him really um so at least we can move forward and have faith in him uh, for the rest of the season um and hopefully he'll get some more goals as well I mean I don't I don't know if I see it happening but uh <laughs> but you know we can hope Ollie, how impressed have you been with Oliver Skip? Because, of course, every Spurs manager that he's played under, they've all said the same thing, a future Spurs captain. Do you agree? I'm honestly looking looking forward to the day where we've got Skippy the skipper. I think that would be a great day for all of us, yeah. Um, it's gonna ha- It's surely going to happen, yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm absolutely in love with Ollie Skip, and I think a lot of non-Spurs fans don't realise how good he is. And, you know, my friends just kind of tease me saying, he's just another Tom Carroll He's just another Harry Winks. He is, he, he's, he's not, firstly. He is, I, I can understand why people say that because he's in the mould of that kind of young Spurs player. He doesn't really score, but he offers so much, but probably more than any of those guys did because he just, he's absolutely relentless. Like if you give him a chance to play this kind of game, he will leave nothing on the pitch. He might not have the best game of his life, but he will make sure he tries his hardest. And, you know, I think we were all, when Ben Sankur got injured, we were all worried because we were thinking, Skippy, you not played in a, quite a long time. When we had that game against AC Milan with um, Skippy and Saar, we were all thinking, here we here we go. Skippy and Saar were great. And I think they they were our top story on the mail. They were our top story, talking about how good they were and all the pundits praising them. They were great. And I think people underestimate them. And that, that kind of works for us because people don't realise what Skip brings to the team and how much he offers the amount of driving runs from midfield I saw him make today, I was just absolutely blown away. Um, even as someone who rates him and is always singing his praises. So, yeah, long may it continue. If if um, Bento goes out for the season, then I think we're, we're good as long as um, one of Skip and Hoiberg doesn't get injured. Um, but, yeah, you, you can't, as, as Holly and Craig were saying, you kind of run out of superlatives for Skip because he is a manager's dream, really. It's a player who just, just doesn't stop. <laughs> I, I have to be honest and say that this one doesn't this one doesn't have a number on it but my other um home shirt from last season um has son on the back so i was reading the comments just now people saying that son's finished now listen i know i said i was happy for him to be a super sub but please don't ever tell me that that boy is finished because no and i will never ever 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 allow that to be said never <laughs> Holly, if you could have a name put on your on, on your back right now, I reckon it'd be Emerson. Right, baby steps, Chris, maybe. And you know, if if he carries on the way he's going, then you know, I, I, it might be time for me to take my shirt in and and get him on the back. But if I could pick anyone today, it would be Skip. How's that? <laughs> I stopped on the back of my shirt years ago when I had David Bentley, followed by Berbatov, and I was like, I'm done. <laughs> it was a bad it was a bad string of names cursed <laughs> Ollie let me come back to you because um, I wanted to ask you about the incident in the 72nd minute um, the referee just running off the pitch down the tunnel um, what was going on there because you know I'm still at the stadium um, in the ground um, at the time of the game and all the fans were wondering what on earth was going on why do fans inside the stadium stadiums never ever seem to know what's going on 
I mean, does anyone ever know what's going on in, in that moment? At least, you know, with us watching at home, we have the the um, commentators sort of speculating. But yeah, you, you sort of forget that you guys there in the moment, you don't have anyone talking in your ear, apart from the person sat next to you going, what the is going on? Um, but, you know, it. I think we can all agree that the referee today, the whole situation was an absolute um, shambles, obviously going back to what we were talking about just now. But yeah, surely not. The person who's supposed to be regulating the game just runs off. It's like me when I'm like halfway to work and I think I've left my hair straighteners on. It's like quick dash back to double check. Um, yeah, um, I, I, I just don't really have any any words for it just a bit embarrassing to be honest on his part um and also at one more point which um off the back of the whole red card yellow card incident i just want to add actually that um actually you have to think almost now what precedence this sets because it, you do you are also on a serious note you are showing that you can hit someone in the face and get away with it um and that wouldn't be allowed anywhere in any workplace or in any um, any situation so um, I mean I know a few of us have probably wanted to give Emerson a slap at a time or two but it doesn't mean you actually go on and do it now does it? I think Emerson I, I tell you it's been an incredible turnaround ever since Pedro Poro has signed for Spurs um, Emerson has been putting in shift after shift after shift. Ollie let me come to you on that point about Emerson what has changed? Is it the fact that he has just upped his game because there's been a new signing? I think I think that's it. I mean, we don't sign players who are bad, and yeah, you know, he was at Barcelona the season before we signed him. And you know, you you know, Spurs Spurs do their homework. You know, we got scouts who are very diligent in what they do. We don't just bring a player thinking, yeah, go on, then he played for Barcelona. Let's bring him in. Like we we just rest be 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 rest 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 assured. Is that no? Be assured he. Everybody at Spurs have done their homework on, on Emerson Royale, and I think he is now showing what what we paid for. And you know, having someone like Poro in the team, if you were a striker, for example, and another striker comes in, you'd be like, "Oh, who's this? Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna try my hardest to show you that he's not better than me." Um, and I think you know, Matt Doherty. If you were in the team, would Matt Doherty threaten you? Matt, I, I, I kind of loved Matt Doherty, what he did. I think he was he was quality at times, but he wasn't consistent enough. And I think when a player comes for the price tag that Poro came for, I think that is only naturally going to up your game. And I think it's also to do with the fact that, you know, it's more and more time they're working on their positions with Conte and Stellini. Um, you know, I think, you know, we, we've seen so many players come in. We, we hope that we see it within Dombele. And we've seen it with other players in the past where they start off really slowly and then they just never they never really develop. But there always comes a point where the penny drops um, for so many for so many players. I remember a Suicotto, there was a point where we were like, this guy just doesn't know what he's doing. And then he became so key for us. Same with Bale. We saw it, we saw it with Bale as well. We didn't see it with Soldado. There are like crossroad moments, and I think Emerson has reached that crossroad point now where he's just he gets it. Hopefully. Can I just add something there, Chris? Um, yeah. I saw in the comments, Jamie D said that Emerson needs a chant. Well, let's remember, he has a chant, and I just think we should just change the lyrics. We should just give it a little remix and change it to he can defend, he can attack. How's that? Easy. Easy enough to remember. I think we should just, just shake it up for the rest of the season. <laughs> do, you, do you want to sing it for us then, Holly? <laughs> He can defend, he can attack, 
Emerson Royal is our right wing back. Wing back. I like there it. There you go. Right, Everyone sing with me. Let's get that, let's get that going. I like it. I thought you were going to join in, Ollie. I know. I reckon he was tapping his foot along to that, though. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I'm going to join Craig, let's come to you. In the 79th minute, um, 11 minutes from time, Hunmin Son came off the bench, Kulisewski coming off. Uh, he had a huge cheer from everybody at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. What do you make of this whole Son situation at the moment? Um, I know, obviously, Richarlison is starting ahead of him. Uh, do you think he's going to be in the starting lineup uh, for the Sheffield United game in our next game in the FA Cup? How do you think he's feeling at the moment? He, look, he said himself that he, he's, you know, he watches the games back. He's aware that his performances haven't been as good. So Son's going to know he's not, he's no idiot. Um, and he'll be working hard behind the scenes to get that back. And I fully expect him to start against Sheffield. I, to be honest, he might even give Kulashevsky a rest and play um, Son, Richarlison and Kane. That's probably what I'd like to see. And then you've got Kulu to bring on if, if things are going badly. But, you know, you know the, that's, that's the whole point of those front four. They can interchange. With, with the exception of Harry Kane, you're always going to have him down the middle. But um, he, he'll know. He'll, he'll know that his performances haven't been up to scratch and he's not scoring the goals that he did. Like, I mean, he won the golden boot, for God's sake, you know. So he, he knows he knows he's not quite there. But the strikers go through seasons like that and uh, it's just his time. And he'll get it back. I've full, full confidence in Son. Full confidence. And... He'll get back in that team. He will 100% get back in that team. And um, he's got the work ethic to, to do that. We all know that. And, and he's he's forever going to be a Spurs legend. He's he's just fantastic. Um, I love him. Um, full, full faith in him as well, Chris. Do you want to sing us any songs? No. <laughs> <laughs> the, the viewing figures went up when, when Holly started singing. So I think she can all do it again. Ollie um, can do it. Ollie can do it. Become a musical YouTube group. Well, just, just three minutes after coming on, Hunmin Son took a corner, flicked on by Eric Dyer, and then of course Harry Kane was there to tap home, making it two nil. Um, Holly, what did you make of the goal? I mean, I always love a Harry Kane goal, and you know he loves to score in a derby. We know this. Um, just um, absolute hero. Um, yeah, great. Great to great to see Son and, and um, Kane working together as um, as they do. Um, yeah, I, I just I don't really have much to say on it, just other than like Harry Kane is. I just feel so privileged to be a Spurs fan in his era because it's just like you actually you do feel every moment that you are part of history, and um, you know everyone always gives me grief about it they're like Harry Kane deserves more you know he's not they go on about trophies and everything and it's like do you know what if that's all they can argue about it then then whatever but it's just because they're jealous at the end of the day that we get to have him and they don't um but yeah um just love him I don't look like Stellini Christ almighty really (laughs) yeah apparently so Cellini maybe but not Stellini yeah. Yeah. I've been told that a Ollie, few times. Ollie, I think Holly is right. We we we're, we're certainly lucky fans seeing um Harry Kane, aren't we? What 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 more is there left to say about Harry Kane? There's nothing there's nothing more to say about Kane other than the 
overused phrase of he needs a trophy. And we all know that Spurs fans know that more than anyone. Um, but, you know, if it's meant to happen, it will happen. If he's meant to join another club, he'll join another club. I think, you know, for all he's given us, he deserves to follow the journey that he was supposed to follow and where he ends up, you know, we can't do anything about it. I think, and I said this to you before, Chris, on the, on the last time I was on, let's just enjoy Kane for as long as we can. Because as Holly said, it's historic. It's, you know, it feels incredible to see him do his thing at the moment. You know, is it 18 goals for the season now in the Premier League? You know, he's catching up to Haaland, dare I say. Um, but yeah, he's, he's just a model professional. And today it reminded me of the old Pochettino days when he was making those runs from midfield and driving the team onwards. And then, yeah, the goal is just pure in instinct. And yeah, the, the, goal, the goal was like a training ground routine and Kane just kind of, he just kind of thrives on these loose balls and, yeah, he's, he's just better than ever, really, Kane. He's just, oh, he's, he just pounced. Yeah, God, that makes me so happy. Um, <laughs> he is just, you know, having Kane in the team is only going to inspire other people to step up. And, you know, everybody wants to be like Harry Kane. Every time you go on England duty, you, you hear all of them say, I can't wait to watch Harry Kane put the ball in the back of the net in training. Like, they all just look up to him. And, you know, for as long as he's with the squad, that's, you know, it's, it's never going to be a bad thing to have other people bounce off of him. So, yeah, we're just absolutely privileged to have him. Well, Harry Kane has now scored 20 goals in nine successive seasons across all competitions. And as I mentioned earlier, um, the win today keeps us in the top four. We now have 45 points from 25 matches. Um, today's stats from the game, Spurs had 41% possession to Chelsea's 59. We had eight shots, Chelsea had 10. We had three shots on target to Chelsea's two. Corners, four apiece. Fouls, 10 apiece. Now, let's come on to talk about the Sheffield United game on Wednesday, back in the FA Cup. Uh, it is the fifth round. Um, the game kicks off at 7.55pm, live on the BBC. To get to this stage, Spurs have already beaten Portsmouth 1-0 um, in the third round, Preston 3-0 in the fourth round, and Sheffield United have beaten Millwall and Wrexham so far. Um, Holly, let's start with you on this game in the FA Cup on Wednesday. How are you feeling about it, and what does the FA Cup mean to you? Can I just say, Chris, I was at the Preston game, as you know. Um, I've been to see Spurs three times since I last came and spoke to you on on this um podcast and i just want to say watch out because you know i'll be coming for your gig in a minute do you know what i mean <laughs> home and away god do you need an apprentice because i make a really good cup of tea i, I reckon you've got the best job in the I'll world do sleep. <laughs> yeah literally i mean you eat sleep and breathe it you really do and we all really appreciate you for it um but yeah, um, I mean, we we really, really, really have a, a great chance here, and you know, I, 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 you know, I'm always optimistic about things, but I really think we can we can do it. I think we're winning the lot. Um, let me just put it out there. I always say that, and I and I and I stand by what I say. I never I never relent, <laughs> even if what, many times I am disappointed. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just want to also also add about Harry Kane. Um, you know, we talk about him making history. Um, you know, the next thing he's got to do is meet, is beat Mr. Shearer's um, record, and then you know he's 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 done the lot, then, isn't he? Um, um, and just looking at that picture that you showed of him just now, I, you know, and you were talking about how other players want to be like him. I think I want to be like Harry Kane. He's just a stand-up guy. Do you know what I mean? I just want to be his mate. I just want to. I want to be on the Christmas card list. I want to, you know 
he's just a nice gen you can just see how lovely he is and i look at that picture of him he looks like a religious icon in fact i think i'd go far as to say that harry kane is my jesus you know like that photo <laughs> of him is just a phenomenal photo and just cat it's just pure class he is elegance he is grace um so i just want to add that in but going back to the thing about fa cup um i mean just yeah love love to see harry kane lift it how's that Holly, stand with you for a second. How does it feel to you that it is now 15 years, two days, since we last lifted a trophy? It is a crazy stat. And when you think the players that play for our football club and have played for us and left our football club that haven't won a trophy, it is crazy, isn't it? 15 years and counting. It is crazy. And um, I just remember that so well. Um, I literally can remember um, watching that game with my dad and just all of us absolutely screaming. And um, I think, oh, God, how old would I have been at the time 15 years ago? Some really bad with maths. I'd have been 11. Um, and I remember um, like a few of my friends at school were Chelsea fans. Um, so it was just like absolute unreal unreal scenes but um Holly's <laughs> taking over yeah crazy. well you know I'll be the Stellini I'll be Stellini okay whenever Chris has got to go get surgery when Chris when Chris needs a break I'll take over and then we will have the debate on the channel um if we think that 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 Stellini should take over full time that's what we'll that's what wow, we'll do this is gonna get tense man I'm joking, Chris. You're irreplaceable. <laughs> Ollie, let's come to you. What does the FA Cup mean to you? I love the FA Cup and I've been absolutely desperate for us to win it for however many years I've been alive because the last time we won the FA Cup was 91. Was that, is that right? I was born in 1994 and every year I want us to win the FA Cup. I think it's a great competition. I was actually, you talk about 15 years ago, I was there um, at Wembley. That was my second game as a Spurs fan and I saw us win a trophy. So I was like, wow, like this is this is what I can expect. Great. Can't wait for the next trophy. And then 15 years later, no trophies, a lifetime of being teased by my mates and other fans. And I'm absolutely sick of it. So, yeah, the FA Cup is great. It's got such a historical uh, meaning to it. And, you know, I love the fact that someone like Wrexham can can come along and shock everyone and, it's just a fairy tale tournament and I'm sick of seeing people like Man City and Chelsea win it. And, you know, we, we've had such an affinity with the FA Cup. I think we've won it eight times. Uh, it's time to get back on the lunchbox, I think. Um, and we have got, we've got such a good opportunity to win it. I mean, yeah, let's just go for it. I think um, it, will, it will play a major part in seeing if Conte stays, I think. I think if he wins it, we, he may, maybe he'll sign a new deal. Um, but yeah, the, it seems like the FA Cup is, yes, it's our only chance of winning a trophy. I don't see us winning the Champions League. Um, or the Premier, obviously we're not winning the Premier League. So yeah, I think we we have to go all out for that FA Cup. Ollie, when you say all out to win the FA Cup, it's, it's been nearly 32 years since we last lifted it. And uh, in 1991, it was for a record eighth time. And now a lot of clubs have, have passed us in that stat. Um, do you think that Conte will take this as seriously as we possibly can, bearing in mind that we have a wall, the Wolves game um, on Saturday in the Premier League? Um, yeah, I think he will. And I think we saw against Preston the kind of intent he had for it when we had players like Kane and Son 
uh, starting the game. Um, no, I, th- I think, to be honest, we are quite lucky when we have players like Dan Juma, we've got Kulosevsky, we've got Richarlison, we can kind of switch it about. Um, I would rather, I don't know about you guys, I would rather win the FA Cup than come in the top four because we come in the top four and then don't really go that far in the Champions League. Um, and you know, the, the Champions League, let, let's be honest, we're light years away from winning that Champions League. So I would rather just to get the monkey off the back, win that trophy, even though winning the FA Cup is not going to define us as a team. If you look, if you look back on the greatest teams, it's all about the Premier Leagues and the Champions Leagues. It won't define us, but I do think that the FA Cup is it's just so important that we get a trophy. Like I would bite your hand off to be in that final today where United and Newcastle are. Um, and we've come so close. We've had, you know, semi-finals. Is someone hoovering around you, Chris? <laughs> Sounds like it. Oh, you're on you're on mute. <laughs> well, the amount of semi-finals, the amount of finals that we've lost in recent years. Um, and like I say on this channel all the time. Players like Harry Kane, Hun Win Son, Hugo Lloris, not winning a trophy. Pochettino being at the club. Christian Eriksen, Jan Vertonghen, Toby. Yeah. There, there are just so many players, quality players, that have played for us, end up leaving, and some of them are still here. Um, and we haven't won a trophy for 32 years. Um, yeah. Craig, what does the FA Cup mean to you? Do you think that we should take this seriously? Because I do get Ollie's point about um, you know winning a trophy rather than being top four. But top four, finishing top four is a club requirement at Tottenham. It's not about winning the FA Cup, but, you know, me more than anybody, I think, I'd love to, you know, I'm looking at the, the high road now, I would love to see the, the bus parading down the high road with the likes of Harry Kane lifting that trophy. Is it realistic? It's definitely realistic. Um, <clears throat> and, it, and it's, it, look, as I've said on it before, the FA Cup means, means a lot to me. Um, remember watching it as a kid, I'm suddenly feeling really old after what Holly and Ollie have, have just said, you know, because I remember 81, 82, I remember 84, I remember losing in 87, I remember 91, I remember 99, I remember 2008. <clears throat> and me reading off those dates, it sounds like we're a successful club and we are, but we haven't been recently, you know. And when, you, when you're talking about FA Cups, it's weird, isn't it? Because there's probably three schools at all. As a supporter, I want us to win a trophy. Of course, Harry Kane wants us to win a trophy and all the players, I'm sure, want to win, win a trophy. When you're trying to attract the Guardiols and the Bastonis of the world and you're talking and you say, right, OK, what can you offer me? Well, we can offer you Champions League football. OK. Or, well, what can you offer me? We won the FA Cup last year, but we finished sixth. Are they going to come? So, it's, do you know what? It's a final. I can totally see it. And as you said, Chris, it is, a, it is a club requirement to finish in the top four. So, I don't think it should be a choice between the two. I think we're perfectly capable of getting top four. And I think we're perfectly capable of winning the FA Cup. And I hope, and I think he will go strong uh, on Wednesday because Conte is going to know how important that is. I mean, how, what does that say for him if, if he can be the first manager since... Um, is it one day Ramos uh, that won us the, the, the last trophy? You know, for him to break that hoodoo and break that duck, it would just be fantastic. He, he's going to know the history here, you know, and, you know, it is about time we we did have that bus going down the high road, you know, uh, and we do get a stick for it as, as fans. I'm sure you guys do as well. You, you see, you get, you see the memes, you see, you get the WhatsApp messages, you know, Tottenham always, you know, what's the sport of Tottenham and a, 
motorcycle got in common. They got no cup holders or so. You know, it just gets sick of it. And this is coming from fans from clubs who haven't won trophies since 1980 or whatever. So, but they think it's funny. And like you go, oh right, okay, I'll go with that. You know, you can't retaliate because oh yeah, we yeah, got you there. We caught you. We caught another big one there. You just wanted to like say, fine, okay, let's get a trophy in that cabinet. But going back to your original question. The, the FA Cup for me is the first thing I remember as a kid watching football. There wasn't much football. God, I sound old. But there wasn't much else football on the telly. You know, the FA Cup final was one of those big things. And, you know, as I was growing up, as I say, in the 80s, we was in three finals. And it was an all-day thing. You know, it, it was it was a lot longer now. They had kids' matches on before and academy games on before. It was boiling hot day. It seemed to be in May. A lovely day and everybody would gather around the telly and watch watch the FA Cup final and now of course since the Premiership it's all changed so it's a bit sad the way the FA Cup's gone lately and it doesn't seem to mean as much but to me it means a hell of a lot and um, and the Cup final is taking place at the moment you know you'd, you'd take that wouldn't you let's face it you wish we were there today play, playing playing in a final but look we can we can win it we've got a good chance of winning it the teams that have gone out as we went through the other week, um, we've got to be one of the favourites, but we've got to go out there and win against Sheffield United uh, in the week, which we're more and more capable of doing. And I hope he goes strong to uh, allow us to do that. It seems such a great opportunity this year because both Manchester clubs are still left in it. Um, but if you took them both out, you know, all the other teams should be beatable. Um Holly, um, Jamie writes here, how can we keep Antonio Conte? Um, do you think if Spurs won the FA Cup, do you think that that would keep Conte? Do you think that Spurs would then want him to stay and he would want to stay here? Yeah, I think so. And I think while, um, you know, I think we discussed we discussed about how, you know, loyalties and how certain players will, will stay regardless of if they they have any silverware. I feel like Antonio Conte is a man who who wants results and he wants um trophies in the cabinet. Um and I think he's a very determined man and um I don't think he likes to to admit when admit defeat about stuff. And I think if 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 he could say that he got Spurs their first trophy in fifteen years, then um, I think that he that's something that he would be proud of, and then I think he'd be hungry for more. I really do because we can all see the potential of how far we can go, and I don't think anyone can more than more than Antonio Conte. Um, so. So, yeah, I hope that we will go all the way. I hope we will win the FA Cup. And I hope that that will, for one, shut up all the people that give us all stick and make those jokes and stuff. Um, also, just to give the players, the amazing players that we've got, the recognition, the physical recognition that they deserve. Um, and also, yeah, hopefully it will, um, you know, it will be a good, a good thing that will make Conte... Stay. Holly, coming back to you on that point about Conte, um, do you think that Conte will be Spurs manager next season or not? Um, I'd like to think he would be, but um, I don't, I really, I really don't know. Um, 
I hate to say it, but I have got a bad feeling about it. But um, I think there's just been a lot of times where he's not got his own way. Um, and I don't think he quite likes that. But, um, you know, I hope that I hope that he would because, you know, we, we had that we had the most successful start to the season that we've ever had. I know we were very second half FC, but, um, you know, at the same time, we have seen change massive changes under Conte and, and I really really hope that um that's not even the half of it just yet I really hope that that we've got a lot more to do um under him so um I've got a bad feeling but I will say I think he will stay Ollie let's come to you this game against Sheffield United midweek in the FA Cup is not going to be an easy game as we know um last season uh, playing Middlesbrough and getting knocked out of the competition um, Sheffield United at the moment are second in the championship. They've played 33 games in the league competition, winning 19, drawing seven and losing seven. They've got 64 points. It looks like they will be playing in the Premier League next year. Um, how do you see this game going? Um, do you think Spurs will go strong? Yeah, I think we'll definitely go strong. Um, I mean, if, if it was me, I'd go strong. I'd, put, I'd pretty much, I mean, I, I know it's in a few days' time, but I would name as unchanged as possible to just keep the keep the good feeling going and just keep keep every keep all the momentum because we we are on a decent batch of results recently. Um yeah it'd be, it'd be tough. I mean um Shepherd United's always a really tough place to go no matter where they are whether in the Premier League or the champion or the championship it's always a really tough place to go. Um having said that Wrexham went there and very nearly got some kind of result. Obviously it's a knockout game. But they went there and they and they caused them problems. So obviously, it goes without saying that we can too. Um, and it should be it should be a, a quite a routine win. Um, yeah, you, you always go back to that Middlesbrough game, and we went there with a very strong team. I looked at it the other day, and it still gives me nightmares. We played a really strong team, and we got turned over. So we cannot. Nobody can afford to drop one ounce of intensity. We have to have the same desire we had from today. Like nobody can afford to have a bad game because the FA Cup is is magic and you've got the fans. They're going to have the Sheffield United fans. They're all going to be up for it. The, those Sheffield United players, you're in the fifth round. If you get to the sixth round, you're getting that much closer to Wembley. So yeah, we've got to be on it from minute one. We've got to put a stop to the any kind of idea that Sheffield United can put a shock off against us because... The longer that game goes on for nil-nil, the harder it's going to be for us, as we found out against Middlesbrough. So, yeah, strong team and don't let them breathe from minute one. That's what I would do. Well, it looks likely that Antonio Conte will return for this game against Sheffield United. What changes do you think that he will make and what should he make, bearing in mind that we do have that Wolves game in the Premier League on Saturday? Yeah, yeah. Um, Wolves. Wolves is another really tough place to go, and they're, they're my mate is a you know Ollie Lewis um, from a previous show. He's a massive um, Wolves fan, and he's he's riding on a crest of a wave at the moment because yeah, Wolves are doing really good. They got a great manager Julian Lapetiga, um, and that'd be a really tough that'd be a really tough game. I would put as much priority on this FA Cup game as possible because I think you know I think we could go to Wolves semi less strength and, and still get a result. I don't want to leave a single one of our top players out of that game because, yeah, I would just be going hammer and tongs for the FA Cup. I think the top four will sort itself out. I think if you look at the table, I mean, Newcastle, they got a cup final today. We're now 
yeah, but we're four points, four points clear of them. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we're four points clear of them. They got two games in hand. I can't see Newcastle coming in the top four just because they don't have that experience. Um, so I think the top four is there for the taking. Liverpool keep dropping points. Chelsea, as we know, are a bit of a shambles, a lot of a shambles. Um, so I would be putting all that priority into the. I would say worry more about the FA Cup. Worry about the Wolves game later. Let's just cross that bridge when we come to it. But I think we should have enough in the tank for that game. Craig, let's come to you. Does the likes of Harry Kane, Christian Romero and co, do they start this game on Wednesday for you? Or does the likes of Dan Juma and, and players like Sanchez, do they come in? Uh, for me, no. I think I'd keep the back three uh, the same. I think you might see him change the wing-backs up. I think you might see Perisic and Porro start. And perhaps, uh, as I said earlier, you might see Kulishevsky drop to the bench and um, Sonny come in there. What he's going to do in the middle will be interesting because he's got to give Hoybier a rest perhaps at one point. So perhaps Saar and Skip in the middle there. So I know that's a few changes, but you know, you've know you got the squad. And I think those players that I've mentioned there, if you go with that team, are more than capable or should be more than capable of beating um, Sheffield United. I mean, they haven't, they haven't um, been brilliant of late. Sheffield United, they've had a few dodgy results. So... For me, that 11, it should be good enough. And you've still got the players on the bench to come on. But, you know, we've got we've got to rotate a little bit. Um, thank you. Um, I, I can't really can't really see him messing around. I, would, I wouldn't want to see him messing around with the back three at the moment, Chris, because they seem quite settled. Two good games in a row. Um, that, that's what I'd go with. And um, I wouldn't, wouldn't be upset if he did make those changes. Craig, give me a score prediction. Uh, two nil Tottenham. Polly, what are you going for? I'm going to be ambitious. I'm going to say three now. Tottenham, obviously. <laughs> Confident. Confident. I was like, oh. if, if it wasn't Tottenham, then I'd be on the wrong channel, wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't be on this channel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've just sort of wandered in, got lost somewhere. Ollie, what are you going to go for? I'm going to go for 4 1. Wow. Wow, you're all so confident. Yeah. Ooh. I think they'll score first. We'll get a bit, we'll, we'll all sort of poo our pants and then we'll do it. I'm going to go for a 2 1 win. Um, one. As, long as, as long as we go through, that is the main thing. And, yeah. uh, I've told myself every year since 1991 that this is our year. This is our year that we're going to win the FA Cup. And I've re- I just really hope that 2023 is our year, particularly after Harry Kane has broken the goal-scoring record. You know, him, more than anybody else, deserves a trophy at this football club. And I just really hope it happens. Yeah. Um, thanks so much uh, to all three of you for, for joining me this evening to talk about uh, the Chelsea win. Um, Holly... Thanks so much for coming back and uh, tell everyone where they can find you on social media, what you're up to at the moment. Um, well, I'll just finish by saying, um, I saw in the comments someone said about if we win the FA Cup, I need to get Emerson on the back of my shirt. Um, and I will, because I think that will be the perfect way for me to end the football season because I started the, um, the season um, being his number one hater. Um, so I feel like I do need to, to get Emerson on the back of my shirt. So so I might well do that. Um, but yeah, people can find me um, on Twitter there um, at HollyBBC. Um, as, as you know, I do work for BBC Breakfast, but 
my appearances are in no way affiliated with my employer I should add <laughs> um and yeah follow me that's all I have to say Holly I've got to ask you haven't bumped into Alan Shearer again lately have you not yet but um I mean I'm, I'm due it I'm do a visit from our Alf, you know what I mean? Me and him were mates now, met him twice, you know, and it's like you know him quite well, yeah. No, um he did say to me, he said Harry Kane will beat my record and I can't you know, he couldn't think of a better person to do it. He's he's oh he's just such a lovely guy. Well, thank you so much for coming back. It's been a pleasure having you here again. Thanks for having uh, me, Chris. Always a pleasure. Look forward to you coming back on again soon. Um and Ollie, thanks so much for coming back on. Um always nice to talk about a win. Yeah, it's it's a great it's a great way to end my Sunday. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for having me. You can find me on. I'm going to try and point. No, fucked it up again. I don't know how you do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to bother. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Ollie Gamp, as it says there. There, I did it. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm always talking about Spurs on Twitter. I'll be on DailyMail.com. Uh, .co.uk rather slash sport. Um, you can find me there talking about Spurs. If you're a boxing fan, I do a lot of boxing. I interviewed Derek Chisora the other day, which was always a laugh. Um, so, yeah, just um, check me out and you'll find me on both of those places. Ollie, on that point, I've got to ask you, who's going to win the boxing later on this evening? Well, we've just done a story that's rigged and I'm really worried now. So we, we, we've published a story saying that there's a script, literally round by round, what's going to happen. Apparently, it ends with Jake Paul winning in the eighth round and Tommy Fury, his eye blacks up and he can't see out of it. And then he calls out KSI. So I really hope that's not true because I was really looking forward to the fight. If I was going to judge without all of that, I would say Tommy Fury maybe gets a decision. Um, but yeah, I really hope it's not. I mean, you, you kind of worry for the sport of boxing if that's true. Hopefully not true. But yeah, Fury, Fury on points, I think. Yeah, well, I'm glad I asked that question now. Well, Ollie, thanks so much for coming back. Um, and Craig, thanks so much as always. No problem, no problem at all, Chris. If you want to, look, I'm going to do it. I'm going to. Oh, oh, I should have done that. Why didn't I go there, uh, I went the wrong way because it's backwards there. <laughs> if you really want to follow me on Twitter, um, I have to say, Holly, I'm a bit jealous because Mr. Shearer, I've got a man crush on Shearer. You know, when I when I was playing football in my youth. It was him I always used to try and keep up with goals-wise, and I failed miserably every every single season. But um, I, lo I love Shearer. I think he's absolutely fantastic. And um, I really hope the Geordies... I don't know the score in the final at it's the moment. One-nil really United. One-nil United. Oh, is it? Oh, I really hope Newcastle can do that. But, um, yeah, no, always good uh, good fun to come on here. And um, it is funny thinking about Kane beating Shearer's record. It is in his sights. He's probably been in his sights since he since he scored his first goal and uh, he, he, let's hope he just stays at Tottenham and, and does it. And um, Harry Kane, if you are watching, if you fancy a game of golf anytime, just, just give me, give me a, give me a tweet or whatever. And uh, I'll be there. I think you know, we need, That'd be great. I think we need to get my, my um, quote like on some merch or something that says, you know, Harry Kane is my Jesus because I, I really yeah, that, feel like, that, that was, was, you that should was put that on the back of your bum. That's that's got to be a bumper sticker, Holly, on the back of your car. Yeah, I, right. No one steal that from me, please. If you're listening, I'm you own the trademark. Trademark that. I'm going to copyright that because that was ace. You've so said it, you so it's your copyright now. Mm -hmm. Do you know what they should? They should. I know they didn't want to put statues up at the stadium. I read somewhere, but that is almost iconic for us anyway. That 
the, vis- the statue of him running away with his eye when he rips off his face mask when he scored yeah, against Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah. You know, that that sort of that would be brilliant just in that plaza where the South Stand is. Um, the one of him kicking the Coke bottle. <laughs> that was great too. That was iconic. Yeah. He's just an iconic guy, man. Love him. Yeah. Wait, what's the chances of you wearing an Emerson shirt? Oh, let's not get carried away. I mean, I mean, there's, you know, he has a, he's had a few good games, hasn't he? You know, and I think all the criticism we gave him was fair. But you know, he's been fantastic. He's been utterly fantastic, and long, long may it continue. Um, he's almost one of the first names on the team sheet at the moment, which is bizarre, isn't it? You, 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 to think what he was, as Holly said, like beginning of the season. Wow, wow, what a turnaround! Well, Craig, Holly and Ollie, thanks so much for your time this evening. It's been a pleasure talking to you, particularly after Spurs have won yet again. Uh, Harry Kane on the score sheet, Oliver Skip on the score sheet, Spurs are sitting in the top four. Let's hope that we can be talking about another win on Wednesday evening against Sheffield United and go into the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Let's hope that 2023 will be our year. Thanks for watching, everybody, and thanks for listening. If you don't subscribe to the channel as yet, please do hit that subscribe button, and I'll see you on the next one. Until then, come on, you Spurs. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.